good morning everybody welcome it's monday morning to kings at home daily and welcome from me Goff. Uh, so glad you could join us we're going through the book of hebrews rich rich fair indeed and uh it takes take a little bit of uh, chewing on there's a lot here there's some real nourishment here for us so uh, glad you joined us let's pray and see what the lord has for us this morning lord jesus May we never lose the wonder, the wonder of our salvation, that we can draw near, we can come to you like I'm doing now and talk to you, our Father, Abba, Father, we can talk to you. Thank you so much. I pray now that you would speak to us as we come to your living word this morning. Come and speak to us as we, we bend the knee before your word and pray you'd speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, um, very quick recap. We're, uh, the writer of the Hebrews is, tr is, is trying to show to dear uh, uh, Hebrew Christians who are wobbling and they're, they kind of wanted to go back to their old ways. They wanted to go back to, come on, surely I need to keep doing some sacrifices and things. Surely I need to be going, doing all those things um, uh, that are tempted to go back to old ways. And and the writer of the Hebrews is just trying to convey to them the wonderful fulfillment of all that's happened in the Old Testament in the Lord Jesus. And uh, he's been talking about Jesus, um, about uh, the, the, the way that he, um, the significance of his death, the way that, that Jesus then entered the, as it were, the, uh, the, the, the heavenly sanctuary, just using the priest imagery Jesus himself died he, he then went into the the, the the sanctuary just as a priest in the Old Testament the, a, a, a goat would have been or a lamb a goat would have been killed and and taken in the high priest once a year on the day of atonement going into the holy of holies he's making that parallel with Jesus that he went into the heavenly sanctuary to, and now he's going to talk about the offering that he made Okay, so chapter 10. Here we go. Okay, so the law is only a shadow of the good things that are to come, not the reality themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, made perfect those who draw near to worship. Otherwise, they wouldn't have stopped being offered. For the worshippers would have been cleansed once and for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins because it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Okay, so what he's saying, that the sacrificial system in the Old Testament, it was pointing to something beautiful. It was pointing to something else. Um, uh, it was a shadow, a shadow, and um, I mean, just think about that for a moment. A shadow. I mean, it, it, you can get a bit of an outline from a shadow of what you might be, of what 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 you're, what you're seeing, but it, it's it's just it's very inferior, and and so it's just a shadow. And it, uh, when you see the real thing, whoa! You, you don't want to look at the shadow again. You've got something far more wonderful. And that's true for us as, as Christ, ones as Christians. 
the Old Testament helps us to understand the principle of sacrifice, but it's a shadow. And what's more, it went on again and again and again and again. It was repeated annually. Interesting thing there as well in verse 3 where it says, um, the worshippers would have been cleansed once and for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. Of course, in the Old Testament, all that a sacrifice ever did was, was cleanse them from last year, or supposedly, you know, pay something towards last year's sins, and then but that, that was it. It, just, it, it, it. it couldn't change them. They still felt guilty, okay? And it's really interesting, this, and it's, it's so important for you and I to get hold of this. Um, so the old, the old system in the Old Testament, as I say, again and again and again and again, um, n never getting rid of the feeling of guilt. Going to come back to that in just a moment. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, now quoting here from Psalm 40, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offering and sin offerings you were not pleased... Then I said, here I am. It's written about me in the scroll. I've come to do your will, my God. So he's applying that Old Testament writing of the psalm to Jesus. About, and it's true, in the Old Testament, you may remember, I think it's in, um, in Isaiah. God speaks through Isaiah and says, you know, I'm fed up with your sacrifices and offerings. And you could say, well, Lord, you, God, you asked for them. Yeah, but they were... Insincere. They weren't sincere. They were. It was just by ritual. And at this point, the, the nation was in decline, and, and and people didn't have a heart after God. And so God's saying, "I'm not interested in those sacrifices. They're they're insufficient. There's some. There's no heart in it." So even in the old in the old even the old covenant, there's a bit of an understanding that that it wasn't enough to really deal with the problem of. Of sin, and so the, and so the writer of the Hebrews takes that the word from from Psalm 40 and applies it to Jesus, a body you prepared for me, with a burnt offering and sin offerings you weren't pleased, and then I said, here I am, the coming of Jesus in a human body, to really once and for all deal with your sin, and mine, isn't this wonderful? Um, he goes on to. To, to expound this first of all sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings you didn't desire you you weren't pleased with them though they were offered in accordance with the law then he said here i am i've come to do your will he set us aside the first to establish the second and by that will we've been made holy this is this is amazing we've been made holy this is verse 10 through the sacrifice of the body of jesus christ once and for all this is beautiful Verse 11, day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties again and again. He offers the same sacrifice which can never take away sin. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice from sin, he sat down. The priest's on his feet all the time, another sacrifice. He sat down. This is beautiful. The right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. This is you and me. Now I've got to tell you about something that happened a couple of Sundays ago on Sunday morning. <laughs> we were singing a song. We were singing a song. It was called 
it's a Stuart Town line saying, Lord, I'm grateful, amazed at what you've done. Do you remember that? And, and, and we sing this song, great words, lovely song. And then we sang this verse, and uh, the words came up and said, Grace loves the sinner, all I am and all I'll ever be. Makes me a winner, whatever lies the devil throws at me. And I, when, I, when I saw that, Grace loves a sinner, all I am and all I'll ever be. Hang on. And, then, and I looked down to see who'd written the song, and I thought, Stuart Townend. That's interesting, because he writes really great words. And then <laughs> somebody came to speak to me. Actually, it was, it was Elspeth. She came up and said, God, did we just sing a sinner? That's all I'll ever be. I said, so I, I, the words had gone by then. Oh, I thought, well, I think we did. The, second, the, uh, the, the next line seemed to make up for it. And I, so I was confused. <laughs> anyway, I went home and looked it up. And the song is a great song. Stuart Townend, he's a really good writer. And these are what the words should say. Grace loves the sinner, loves all I am and all I'll ever be. Makes me a winner. Do you see it? Grace loves the sinner, loves all I am and all I'll ever be. Take out the word love. I don't know whether the word love had gone out the side of the frame on the wall, but it wasn't there. But what a difference that makes. Grace, I, I, see, look, look what we just read. For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. And I'm going to come back to this tomorrow because, you see, it said earlier on there that in, in verse 3, that they, kept, that they continued with feeling guilty in the Old Covenant again and again and again. We don't have to. We don't. The, we've been forgiven in such a all-embracing way that we don't carry guilt anymore. Now I'm going to come back to this tomorrow. My time is gone. This is beautiful. And uh, please join me again tomorrow. We'll unpack that a bit further. Lord, I'm just, I'm amazed at what you've done, that we can walk free with a clear conscience because of the blood of Jesus shed for us. What a joy. What a wonder. Lord, today we want to walk in the good of that enjoying it and living in the good of how you see us forgiven your children go with us i pray in jesus name amen i hope you have a good day and i hope you join us again tomorrow bye now